Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday evening, not our normal night to go, but we've got a pop-up episode. Um, we had the, we had some of the athletes on earlier from the swimming and diving team. We've got we've got the headman himself, Coach Coach Neil Stud from FSU Swimming. Coach, how's it going? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Really good. We're getting ready for NC2As here next week for the women and two weeks for the men. So it's an exciting time of the year. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely kind of get into that, some of that. We've got several athletes from both sides um, competing uh, in the NCAAs. But uh, we do like to start with the, the pretty hard-hitting questions first. We like to come, you know, we're not lobbing any uh, softballs up at you early. <laughs> so double fries, no slaw, obviously an ode to Guthrie's there. Um, have you put away a gut box or two in your time? And, you know, like tell us, tell us a little yeah. bit about the scoop here. Gut box is the way to go. Double fries every time. Very good, very good. Some of your blow, some of your boys said they put they 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 don't mind the coleslaw. We had Max and Sam on. They were like, "I oh, we like coleslaw on anything." We were like, "We put coleslaw on pizza," and I was like, "Is that an English thing?" Like, no, we're not putting coleslaw on pizza here on this show. That's ridiculous. That's the difference between boys and men, right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So you, you should get a. They'll grow up one day, Coach. My uh, my director of ops, Meredith, she swam here. And uh, I was telling her I was on the show tonight, and she just laughed hysterically. And I'm like, well, what's the story, honey? What's going on? And she's like, I blame Guthrie's for my car accident on Pensacola in, like, 2007. Oh, and I'm like, what happened? She had the strips, and she had one arm on the, uh, on the steering wheel. She went down to get some more strips. <laughs> she ended up smashing up her car in a retaining wall. And uh, I don't know. I oh, think man. she was a free gut box or something. Yeah, we can hook her up. We'll 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 do the we'll we'll come in uh, to the rescue there. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I I was watching the Richie sent me the video of uh, Bert Kreischer the other day, a comedian that went to FSU, and he was like driving and eating chicken tears at the same time. And I was like, I do think that's kind of risky. I mean, I get they do a lot of business in the drive through, uh, but I'm a, I'm a huge Bert fan. Love the love the machine. Yeah, he is hilarious. We've been love trying to. Man. I actually reached out to a couple of people this week. We've been, I think he'd do great on this. I think he'd do great talking about chicken tenders on here. Yeah. So we've been working on it. So I'll let yeah. you know if we can get him. I live over in Southwood and I was at a party one time and I'm just hanging out with some people and they're like, oh yeah, my wife went to school with Bud. She knows Bud like from back in the day. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I guess, you know, he was just dating her best friend or something and some pretty interesting stories. No, nothing yeah. surprises me with a guy that got involved with the Russian mob on yeah. a summer trip. So, yeah. What a yeah. story. Right? What a story. No. Um, speaking of stories, we again, we appreciate your time. We had, like yeah. we mentioned, Max and Sam on. Um, we asked them about their paths to get to FSU, which I'm always pretty intrigued by that, no matter what sport it is. Like, we obviously follow recruiting, right? Like when it's football or basketball, we we see the star rankings or the high school rankings and, you know, kind of know those kids, especially because they recruit from our backyard, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, wherever. Um, but can you talk to us a little bit about not necessarily their stories because we've heard that, but just recruiting and recruiting internationally, you know, so many fans, like I said, follow basketball and football. And so they kind of see how that re recruiting works, but talk to us about like searching the globe for athletes. Like how crazy is that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it started out with me being 17 and wanting to move to Florida myself. That's how I came over. You know, I'm from England and, um, you know, I, I was talking to a recruit in Europe this week on Zoom and I was like, hey, you know, I get it, man. Florida, California, that's the dream, right? And he just lit up and went, yeah, that's the dream, you know, and it's, uh, 
um, a lot of times they find us. A lot of times we headhunt kids especially. Um, but the world is kind of so small now with the different uh, recruiting agencies. You know, obviously being English, I had some connections, which was Max's coach, Ewan, kind of reached out to me and said, hey, this kid really, you know, hasn't done it yet, but I think he's going to be a really good athlete and a great guy for us and a team captain. And so you love all that. But um, I think I read that uh, tennis was the number one in terms of percentage of athletes that are international in the NC2A mm-hmm. and swimming was number two. And so, um, you know, all the facilities we've got and everything, we've got great athletes, great swimmers in the state of Florida. I think in 2023, we have six of our seven commitments are from the state of Florida, which is really good. I think sometimes that shows, okay, now the program is established. The Florida kids are coming too, you know, like that's kind of a good thing. Um, But internationally is interesting. You know, the biggest question I start out with is, hey, do you really want to come to the U.S. or are you just kind of thinking about it? You know, and you get some strange answers because some of these kids don't maybe have the personality or, you know, aren't really sure this is for them. And and and, and at that point, I'm out. You know, yeah. like you've got to want to be all in. You've got to really want to come to, you know, Florida or Florida State or the U.S. And you've got to really want to buy into that. So we've had some kids that have been on national programs at home and they're kind of like, you know, I'm kind of feeling it out. I might stay home. I might come here. In my experience, those are the kids that don't make it here. I want to hear like, yeah, this is where I want to go. I want to study and swim at the same time. This is a no-brainer for me, and I want to come to the U.S. You know, that's like my biggest thing. Yeah. Is there a – just kind of maybe culturally, and I don't know how much you can speak to like other countries, maybe England the most, but is there like a – like in the athletic community, is there like a, a pretty big drive to try and get here? Like is it – more common than not, or like our, our kids just, they want to try and get to America? You know, I, I think it does depend by country. Uh, England obviously is an interesting one because they've had so much success. British Swimming has recently with the Adam Peaties of the world and winning relays at Olympics. Um, but there's there's uh, four or five universities there that have national training centers. So they really do want to hold on to some of their best kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those kids... Uh, are just more excited about the opportunity to come to the U.S. and just kind of like, you know, open their whole world to a new to new dimension. But you get other countries. We got two guys from Lithuania. We got a guy from Bulgaria. They really don't have the opportunities at home. So this is just like a no-brainer for them. So I think it kind of depends where you're from. Um, Australia is another one that tends to keep a lot of folks at home, obviously a long way away. But there's some countries where, you know, Come to the U.S., come to Florida States, like winning the lottery for some of them, you know? Yeah. I've got one more follow-up there, and then I'll pass it on to Richie a little bit. But um, we see some of the big battles, you know, like on on National Signing Day in football or basketball or whatever, where a battle will go, like, right down to the wire with, mm-hmm. you know, UF and FSU or Clemson and FSU or Alabama and Georgia or whatever. Have you had Have you had some big battle? I mean, you don't have to mention any kids specifically that picked us or didn't pick us or, or well – you can't, whatever's fine. But have you had some big battles that like truly do go down to the wire? Does it, is it as intense as some of that football, baseball, basketball recruiting? You know, it's going that way a little bit. I mean, I cringe when I watch these guys with five, you know, different caps on the table. <laughs> you know, and they like putting on a cap and putting it down and putting it on a cap. And then they take off their shirt and it's something completely successful. <laughs> I'm like, man, you're just playing with people's emotions, you know? Like that's they're killing us is what yeah, they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the coaches that are dealing with that, right? Like, and we've seen some crazy last minute flips, especially in football, right? Like this even this year, we saw the big one flip at last minute. 
And um, it's not that bad, um, but you do get some coaches on the phone that are willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, I had sure. a girl that we lost to an SEC school one time, and apparently the coach was 12 times on the phone that night, 12 different times called a bat, hmm. was ba- and just getting in her head and just saying anything. And so um, swimming's got a little more savage in the early days, that's for sure. <laughs> but I don't think we're quite up there yet with the big guys. That'd be, so pretty, real- uh, that'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty wild to do that with swimming caps. I feel like that's not as it's not as easy to like get that on and off. So maybe you're safe for a little while. Richie, go ahead. So, so coach, real quick, just to follow up on that. Obviously, you know, those of us who follow college while recruiting closely know that there's what we call dead periods um, leading up to signing day. But we also know a dead period doesn't mean anything to a coach who's truly trying to get it in the opposite. I'm not saying at Florida State, at other places. Um, is that something you feel happens in swimming to where there's a dead period? You feel good about a, a, a elite recruit, men's or women's, and like you just mentioned, they talk to a coach from an SEC school 12 times. That shouldn't happen, at least in football. The rules of swimming, swimming or are they a little different? I think football does have some different rules. I'm not 100% sure. I think they, they take their own recruiting test, you know, so I think the rules are slightly different. There's but, no recruits in cultural recruiting. but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's um, – yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. it's it, it's get, it's getting worse. We've, we've had some conversations about having some more time off for coaches and having, like, more of a recruiting calendar. I think, like, basketball has that where you can only have so many kids on campus. You can have so many – I think the biggest problem was during COVID when no one was allowed to be on campus. Mm -hmm. Kids would show up on your campus and then be like, Hey coach, I'm here. I'm over, you know, I'm over by the pool, you know? And you're like, well, Hey, I I can't, I can't meet with you. That's, that's like an NC2A rule right now. I'm not sure that everybody did a real good job of taking care of that. You know what I mean? I think there was a lot of kids. There was a lot of meetings on campus and um, you know, if you get caught, it's a major violation, but it seems like people didn't get yeah, we, we we saw the fallout of Arizona State football where everybody got fired except the head coach, apparently, for hosting yeah. off-campus visits. But go, going back to our swim team here, we're, we're really excited heading into the NCAAs. You got seven men, seven women. This season went pretty well. Uh, how do you feel about the team you have heading into the tournament? Because we're excited to, to see what happens here. Yeah, I'm excited, too. We got, we got a good mix of um, seniors and freshmen going, which is fun. Um, you know, the, the men have five relays, which is the maximum you can have going. Uh, not too many schools have five relays going. Um, the women went from zero relays last year to three relays this year. And relays are double points. That's why that's so important. Um, and we've got some, some standout individuals, too. So um, we're really excited. They're looking great. We tweaked some things since ACCs and, and worked on some areas that we thought they were lacking in. And you can really zone in. We've got 14 kids to coach over, you know, four or five assistants, you can really zone in on details and really focus in on, on, you know, how can I make this one kid better? So we've almost been doing individual workouts since ACCs. Uh, You know, one of my guys was like, Hey, my legs were killing me at the end of races. So we've been doing a ton of kick and he just looks awesome right now. So um, I'm excited. And I get most excited about those relays because at the end of the day, relays are like, I don't know, as the head coach, it feels like that's the strength of the team. You know, like the big boys have relays there. And I forget if it was Sam or Max, but I think it was Sam who mentioned the importance of the relay. 
Um, we, we were lucky enough to have one of your coaches, Coach Proctor, on just mm. before the Olympics this year. And what that's a guest he was. No, yeah, he, he was interesting. <laughs> he's a top, he's probably a top three guest in, in my opinion, at least top five that we've had on this podcast. Awesome guy. I would love to hang out and, and drink a beer with him. Uh, but in 2012, you, you were coaching with St. Lucia at the 2012 yeah. Olympic Games. Uh, what was that like just coaching at the Olympics, the worldwide games, like the mm-hmm. eyes of the globe are on you? Well, and it was in London. It was an hour from my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was wow, even nice. more special, you know. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, my dad passed a little bit after that, but my dad got to watch me in the opening ceremony and uh, be part of that whole experience. And 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 the kids that I had there came to my house for dinner one night. They thought that was a blast. You know, my parents were getting out baby pictures and showing trophies when I was a little kid, and you know, making making me the, the butt of all the jokes. But it was uh, they had a great time with that. But um, butt of all the jokes. <laughs> But we had, uh, you know, I tell people the, the craziest thing for me about the Olympic Games was, you know, I like to I like to lift weights, so I'd work out in the village and stuff. And you'd see some crazy stuff, like you'd see like, you know, a six foot four girl walk by, doing something incredible in the gym, or you'd see like a four foot eleven wrestler guy walk by, and it's I mean it's kind of a freak show, you know what I mean? Like there's got there's people in there that you kind of look at them and you go, huh, wonder what sport they do. You know, I remember watching a, uh, a triple jumper in there with a barbell on and 225, and he's jumping across the room with one leg and 225 on a barbell, you know? And I'm like, holy cow. So it was <laughs> it was kind of cool just to sit back and just look at the athleticism. And, you know, then you'd get the, you know, the dream team would be in the village just for a hot second while they came by and took photographs and had a bite to eat before they headed off back to the Hilton or the Hyatt or wherever they were staying. But, you know, <laughs> you'd get that too, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Richie mentioned having, we had John on. Um, can you tell us, a, I mean, he's obviously a character. Can you tell us a story that um, won't get us in trouble with FSU or Krista about um, John Proctor? Um, Are we not? Are we- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not surprised that that's your answer, Coach. No, uh, John and I are super close. I think there's uh, there's definitely a thing in swimming and diving where diving feels like Sometimes they're not included, you know, by the head coach of swimming or the vibe. And I've done, you know, I think a really good job of making sure that we're one team. And John and I do go out. You know, last time we went out, we went to the Bradfordville Blues Club together and hung out and watched some music and drank some beers. And our wives hang out. And um, I don't think there's a closer swimming and diving coach in the country. Um, he's awesome at what he does. I like just listening to him every day because, you know, we'll train it. We'll work out at the same time. And he'll just say the craziest stuff like, God, man, you came out of that dive like a blind squirrel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, just stuff like that that gets you up. Uh, it's like, man, what is this? The amateur night at the Wind Dixie Chili Cook-Off? What are we doing? <laughs> and so we, I just, I mean, me and him really, we had the same philosophy for the kids. We want them to enjoy this experience. We want them uh, to do the best they can. But at the same time, we, we want to have good people. And uh, me and him just have exactly the same philosophy. So, um, you know, I love, love working with John. It's a, it's a lot of laughs. You know, I, I keep a boat down here. And my favorite John story is taking him on the tube. And it's a two-person tube. And my whole staff's out there. And we're bouncing around. And we're having a great time off of Dog Island. And um, he likes to go, um, like, rodeo. Hold with one hand, put one hand in the air, and kind of straddle the two-person tube. 
And it was awesome. I got a great video, and uh, I don't think he could walk for about two weeks after that. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I picture him hanging on by one hand with a like a Bud Light in the other hand. And yeah, you yeah. know my beer. Not far wrong. But we we do a lot of work with boosters. We've had Michael Alford on here before, um, and just discuss the importance of boosters because everyone thinks, oh, we got to fund the football program, right? But it's yeah. much, much more than that. In fact, boosters means a lot more to the Olympic sports than it does to football. What does it mean to, to you and your program? Because you guys have had extreme success, but it would not be possible without the, the fans and the boosters donating that so, money. Oh, it's been huge. I mean, we've got a, a group of people that swam for us, of course, that have been unbelievable to us. Um, and, and, you know, you give a bunch of money and to football, you know, there's a huge pile there. Like that's a big bucket that it's going into. When you donate to something like swimming, you're making a huge difference. You know, I mean, we have, I mean, I, hope, I think it's okay to say this on the end, Nader and Gary Usina that, uh, you know, Nader swam here and they donated a brand new scoreboard for us, you know, and that's going in, in August and, you know, $125,000 and boom, swimming's got this amazing new video scoreboard going in. So, um, you know, we've had, you know, Mr. Morkham, of course, who the facility's named after and a bunch of great alumni, Brett Lundquist and different people that do a ton for us. And um, I mean, honestly, the boosters has made the difference between getting by and doing things for the athletes that make a huge difference. Um, you know, maybe taking a massage therapist on the road or, you know, making sure that our student athletes get the very best. If it wasn't for the boosters, we couldn't do it. So it's, uh, you know, we're excited to have Michael in charge. He was great working for the boosters and, and helping us with us, you know, helping us with the scoreboard. It was, it was part of Michael's project last year. And now that he's in charge, you know, we've got big plans here. And I think we've got a guy that can, you know, raise money and back up those plans. So we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. No, we love, we love Mike. And we've had him on, like Richie said, several times. Um, I like hearing those stories. I like hearing the stories of, we know, we know how the boosters impact football. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. everybody in, in America knows how a booster program, uh, you know, sure. impacts that. But I like hearing those personal stories of, of what it's doing for the individual programs. Like you said, like the, the scoreboard or, you know, being able to take a therapist here or there or whatever. So no, that's awesome. And, and we like hearing it and we like for other people to hear it too. And um, I think it's too, as a head coach of an Olympic sport, that my kids understand that football runs a show. You know, like we want football to be successful. We understand that they get what they need. And, you know, so my team is sort of conditioned to realize that, hey, football might get this or football flies charter. We don't fly charter. You know, that's okay because the money that they bring in funnels down and takes care of us. So I'm big into making sure my kids understand how this this financial system works, too. Sure. Yeah. And it's tricky with Title IX and everything. But, you know, we had Mike Martin on. Mike Martin Jr. on just before the start of the COVID football season when we didn't know if there'd be a season. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned specifically, if there's no football, we're all screwed, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that was kind of the, like that he was very direct with us. Yes. Um, but like you mentioned, thankfully football happened, even though they lost a ton of money with limited capacities and whatnot. But it is important for football to succeed for all the other programs, which is why Florida state has been so great for so long. But I think it's also cool to see that even after a few down years, all these other sports can still succeed at a very high level. You think of softball track and field, you know, basketball outside of this year, unfortunately with plagued with injuries, but Florida state's athletic department as a whole is so good. Um, Just thinking about all the coaches you have, you know, Lonnie coach Kikori and these national championship winning coaches who is the most 
dominant presence in the room because we've heard from several people it's coach sue <laughs> pound for pound is coach sue that's for sure yeah and we love coach sue by the way we are huge coach sue fans yeah she's pound for pound she's the most dominant one in the room for sure um you know that's interesting i mean i think people have different personalities right like we wanted to build a, a another you know addition to the pool and so i went over to see the softball and the soccer building you know and it's basically you know the same building it's cut in half and um at the same time, I'm just, I'm just, I want to learn, right? Like Mark Kikorian, unbelievable. Lonnie, just unbelievable. National champions, like that's where I want to be. And so I'm over there and I'm, I'm, they're giving me tours of their building. But at the same time, I'm trying to pick their brain and understand what makes them tick. Well, you couldn't have two different kind of personalities on the way they run their team. I mean, Mark yeah. is, it's like, you know, I, I think you'd be okay with me saying this. It's like running a professional soccer club. That's what Mark is, you know, and, and he's, it's no BS over there. And, and I think they know that in recruiting, like there's no, you know, they understand what you're into and coach Lonnie is like, Hey, let's sit down and have a coffee together. And you need a hug and, you know, <laughs> vibe, you know, and just a beautiful, yeah. wonderful person. And, and it's like, I think I left that day and I'm like, you know what, you just got to be yourself. You know, you got to be the best version of yourself. I'm not Mark. I'm not Lonnie. I'm somewhere in the middle. I do a bit of everything, but like you got to be just honest to yourself and be who you are. So um, I don't know. I think uh, Bob Brayman talks a lot in staff meetings. He's 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 a <laughs> me. He's got lots of questions. Um, he won three national titles when I was in school. So he, oh, wow. he talk all he wants. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's been around. Um, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, being around Coach Hamilton's a little bit special too. You know, yeah. he's, he's a special person in the room for sure. And I don't think anybody's got any more energy than Coach Novell. I mean, I just – I want to bottle some of that energy up, you know, because, yeah. man, he is, he's the energizer bunny. And so um, I got no doubts that he's going to he's gonna write that ship and is already doing that, you know. Yeah. No, we, we had him on on Sunday, and we, we were thrilled to chat with him and, and kind of hear from him, and he was awesome. So, all right, we'll, we'll wrap up here in a few minutes, but tell us a little about your journey to FSU. Um, been here since 2016, spent almost a decade at Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Um, talk to us about coming to FSU and just your your time here. Obviously, after growing up in England, you know, yeah. you're a big fan of this weather down here, it seems. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, not, not this weekend. Getting, not this weekend. Yeah, so. <laughs> we keep getting spawned out over the pool. We just want to get a practice in. But, um, yeah, you know, it's um, – you know, when I was at Florida Gulf Coast, I started the team from scratch, which was really an interesting project. Um, and, um, you know, I had a, I call it my sabbatical year, where all I did was recruit for a year um, and brought in some kids. And, and you know, it was kind of like not sure how good this program's going to be. Like it's no, you know, not too many people start a program. I spoke to some folks that had and they're like, you're going to have to be patient and things like that. Not really my style. You know, and so, you know, we started this program and in year two, we won our conference. We went on, went, a, you know, went on to win seven conference titles. We would beat Miami, we beat Georgia Tech, we beat Bama, and we beat Florida State three years in a row. And so, you know, when it, when Florida State was kind of, was, was open, I was like, man, this is, this is kind of the dream job. This is where I want to be. My wife's from Florida. Yeah. Um, we had turned down Arkansas mainly because she cried all the way home and said, don't move me to Arkansas. And so nobody wants to live in Arkansas. Coach. No. And so she, yeah, she was, you know, she actually said on the plane, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Like it was sec. There was some cool stuff there. Uh, and, uh, she's like, Hey, I think Florida state's going to open and that's your dream job. Why don't you wait? So I turned down Arkansas and three weeks later, Florida state opened up. <laughs> 
Mm, awesome. And I was like, man. So Arkansas came after me, and that was a wonderful experience. Florida State put me through the ringer. I mean, it was like, man, I was going through interview, and I was like, man, this isn't easy, man. Maybe I should have taken off. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and I got I got done with the interview day, and I think I had stand the next morning, and then I was flying out. Um, and uh, my wife was like, how to go? I'm like, I can't talk anymore. I'm exhausted. I did the best <laughs> job I can. I don't know if they're picking me or not, but I did the best job I can. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we got the job here and um, actually turned down a trip to Rio Olympics that year, 2016, because I wanted to get here and kind of fix things a little bit. Like things were, were you know, needed some work. And in my opinion, and you know, no disrespect to folks before me, but I wanted to get things rolling. So turned down a trip to Rio um, to go to the Olympics, but came here and got things rolling. And, you know, we've, we've, we had a nice ascent, ascension, you know, we were, I think this, the 56th in the country, the men were when I took over, we've been as high as 14th. Um, you know, it, it takes a while too. And, you know, I remember getting 14th that year and thinking, okay, that's pretty good. And I ran into Mark Krikorian in the elevator and he was like, man, I can't believe how good you guys are. And I go, what do you mean? You just won a national championship. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I feel like, you know, you're around here, you know, like, and uh, he's like, coach, it took me 13 years. Like you're yeah. way ahead of schedule. And it was just like a little thing from Mark that felt, yeah. you know, really meant the world to me. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're excited about what we've done. And we've had kids win World University Games. And we've had relays win ACC titles and individuals win ACC titles. And, um, you know, pretty fortunate to get to do this every day. Yeah. When you, uh, I mean, you, you, you said you came over when you were 17, right? So you were pretty young. Yeah. Um, have, are, you a, are you a football fan? I mean, we've talked about football enough on here, but, you know, are you an American football fan? You know, I am now. Mix it a little bit. I, mean, I, think, I think Florida State kind of made me a football fan. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big dude. I'm 315, 63. <laughs> and so when I walk through an airport with Florida State gear on, everyone goes, so offensive line or defensive line? You know, <laughs> like, well, you know, I do coach at Florida State, but you're going to be really disappointed. It's swim. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? And then I've actually had people go, there's no way. There's no way you're a swim coach. You know, and then they, I'm like, they pull me up online. I'm sitting in security and they pull me up online and they go, holy cow, that's really you, you know? And um, so, uh, no, I, I like football. I'm, I've been into it. I love our traditions at Florida State. I love bringing yeah. recruits to the stadium and, 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 and getting involved with all that stuff. And, um, yeah, no, it's there's nothing like that atmosphere. I love it. Yeah. So, Coach, Did, real quick, what is it like when you host these elite athletes? Do you try to – schedule it around a big football weekend like a Notre Dame this year um, or whoever else it may be or a Miami game or the Florida game because yeah. I have to imagine for someone who's a you know a swimmer and not to disparage that you know it's not as big of a sport in America as football going to see the atmosphere and then also getting to see your facilities in your program and what you're building that has to be a huge bonus right it is. It's huge. And I think everybody wants, so, you know, obviously when you bring in recruits, you get them on the field beforehand. So they're standing right next to these guys while they're doing drills in the end zone. Uh, and then you want to, you want to scurry back up to your seat so you don't miss, you know, the spear being thrown in the middle of the field yeah. and want to make sure everything goes real smooth. Uh, and recruits love that. Now the people I'm recruiting are going to Auburn, they're going to Bama. You know, they're going to LSU on weekends. So, you know, we still have that, okay, what's going to make us different? You know, I mean, going to Bama games is fun right now, right? Like, that's that's a that's a good thing. So, um, 
you know, for me, it's bringing recruits to my house and having dinner with my family and, and cooking out by the pool and, and hanging out and shooting pool at my house and just making sure that they see all the sides of me too. Cause like I said, I got a great face for radio, you know, like <laughs> I'm an intimidating looking guy when you, when you see me, but you know, I think it's good for them to see me as a dad and as a husband and see the other side, especially, you know, the lady, the lady recruits, you know? Yeah, for sure. We we tried to run uh, Richie through kind of like an FSU decathlon when we came up for the Notre Dame game. And then like there was so much COVID stuff that didn't kind of like canceled some of it. And we didn't end up getting to do as much as we wanted to. But uh, we de- I definitely volunteer Richie as for uh, as tribute to get his butt kicked in pool by you. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we'd be happy to make that happen and make some content. Let's out go. Of that. Let's go. I'm down to go to like corner pocket, play pool, and then I'll beat you in golden tea because I, I, I got golden tea right here over my shoulder. What is golden tea? Uh, I think Richie's bike came out, but uh, or he oh, muted okay. or whatever. But it's like the it's like the the game where you like it's got the ball in the middle of the uh, arcade game, and you like slide back and then oh, okay. you know try I'm and like, sli- I don't know. It's video, I'm a pretty it's good kids with their video games. I'm a pretty yeah, good. Player. I like to I like to uh, you know line up shots and then look the other way. You know, kind of like in the color of money. <laughs> yeah, you know, and shoot things in without looking. I like jumping balls. Like I. I'm, I'm probably my, my own worst enemy because I'm so aggressive on the pool table, but I love playing. Yeah, Yeah, you would definitely kill both of us then. So it wouldn't, <laughs> well, bring it in the over and let's go. I need to make some <laughs> <laughs> Um Last one I've got is totally off topic and has nothing to do with anything. We really appreciate your time. Like who uh, – I mean, you can't have grown up in England and not be a, not be a, a regular football fan, right, a soccer sure. fan. It's like who – who who do you who do you support or do you still like watch much of the Premier League or wh- where well, are you at there? Really, so I grew up in a town called Ipswich, and back then Ipswich was in what is considered now the Premier League. It was called it's called First Division back then. So Ipswich is sort of my heart, um, but at the same time, um, my uh, my auntie married a, a soccer player on the team, Mish Davre, is South African. So I got to hang out in the players' lounge after the games as a little kid, and uh, at the time Liverpool was the big team. Like they were, they were winning and they're kind of back on top now, Red Sox owner, but you know, back on top now. And um, so I would play pool or snooker back then in the players lounge with like Liverpool legends. And, you know, I was, you know, I was a cocky little, whatever, you know, whatever. And, you know, <laughs> and they were like, dude, this guy's awesome. And so they would actually call my uncle and be like, Hey, is, uh, is that kid going to come out and play? We're, we're going to go down to the snooker club in the middle of town and bring him over. And I would go play and play with, uh, you know, Ian Rush and Kenny Dalgleish and some of these famous Liverpool guys. So I've kind of been a Liverpool yeah. fan ever since. So, um, yeah. so, big- so you, you were the machine of the pool halls in England. <laughs> well, we grew up playing snooker. And if you know what that is, it's like pool, but it's like three times as big. So yeah. all of a sudden when we play pool, it's like, hey, man, this is real easy. This is like a third <laughs> of the distance. Let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm the I'm the big soccer fan on the podcast. I mean, Richie, you know, Richie will cheer for like FSU and stuff, but like I'm watching like the Champions League every, you know, like all week and stuff. Like I watched PSG blow it yesterday and everything else. Like, yeah. so I like to ask and Crazy find game. out what's going on. I still play a little bit, so I play uh, up at Meadows Landing in town. Oh, it's awesome! In a 40s and over league or 40s and over sort of pickup on Tuesday, Thursday. Those guys play in the league, but I can't always make the league game, so I don't normally commit. But um, 
I have a great time. Like when I show up, they're like, who's this guy? Like three fifteen, but I'm surprisingly nimble for my size. And I grew up and played a lot of soccer growing up. A lot of soccer. Yeah. They, they they probably confuse you as someone showing up thinking you were going to a rugby league or something. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, Oh wait, this is soccer, soccer bro. State. This is not rugby. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm good or they just want to get the hell out of my way. <laughs> either way it's effective either way right like, that's all that really matters <laughs> coach we appreciate you a ton for for hanging out and and taking some of your night and, and chatting with us we, we sure. wish you all the best of luck um at the ncaa's over the next couple of weeks and um again we we just can't say thank you enough for for hanging out with us and, and chilling a little bit tonight i appreciate it thanks for having me on and uh, go Knowles. go Knowles, man Absolutely. take care cheers cheers thanks coach Oh, Neil Stud from FSU swimming and diving team. He was awesome. He was fun. He was he's good. I could see like out with him I'm, and John would be incredible. I'm loving these uh British swimmers that we're getting on this podcast. And then I'm add in you. Coach Proctor. Uh the swim team might be my favorite uh team to interview on the podcast so far because they, they just bring the heat every time. They're moving up the list. No, they're hilarious yeah. <laughs> and they're all I feel like they resemble us the most. Like I tell every coach that comes on here, every player that comes on here, or any of you, like, hey, we don't take ourselves that yeah. seriously. We we, yeah. we try to have a good time. I feel like they're just like down to earth. They're the most down to earth. Not that other people aren't down to earth, but they're they've been awesome. No, so for sure. Yeah. He he was great. Appreciate um getting to interview him and getting to chat with him. Um I think that's all we've got tonight. Double fries on star brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We chatted with Coach about it a little bit. 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Um, you can visit both their locations, tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you. We'll be back on Sunday for our regularly scheduled program. No pop-ups between now and then, so Richard will be happy about that. But we'll be back on Sunday uh, for our regular show, talking all things FSU, spring football. Baseball's got a big series this weekend. Softball's got a big series this weekend. I got a hot um, take on Buddy Bayheim, and we'll go from there. Oof, I don't even think it's a hot take. Well, I mean, unless it disagrees with well, me. We'll hot. save it for Sunday. We'll save it for Sunday. Right. It's a hot take. All right. Don't make me punch you in the stomach. So, all right. <laughs> we will be <laughs> – shout out, buddy. Uh, we will be back on Sunday. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, you guys, for hanging out. Thanks again for Coach Stud coming on and chatting with us. See you guys next time. Go Knowles.